HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Many Kitchens, the one-stop shop for all things foodie. Discover the best artisanal foods that America has to offer. Shop for more at manykitchens.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Listening to Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and it's a cold one today in Brooklyn. Um, we're here at Roberta's as usual, and it's uh, it's actually freezing out, I believe, or it is at night times these days. Um, so um, I got the Robicellis on the line. <laughs> how are you guys? Good, oh, you we're doing? having a lot of fun. <laughs> We've uh, we were trying to get up to you. Yeah. We've been in traffic over an hour, and we've made it from Bay Ridge to Borough Park. You know, so that type of day in Brooklyn. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I t- you know, these are the things about being, uh, you know, an artisanal bakery. So um, I really appreciate you being on the line, though. Oh, making I'm, it. I'm very happy. I, I'm, I'm uh, pulled over on 13th Avenue, and there is an <laughs> Orthodox Jewish man staring at me <laughs> on my cell phone. So Wonderful. This, this, might be a, this is a Heritage Radio first. Matt, you're on the line, too, correct? <laughs> Yes, I'm actually inside of a toaster pizzeria getting falafel. I, I said right Matt now. to get me a soda. <laughs> like, well, I'm oh my gosh! Here. I'm going to send him for kosher pizza. So, oh my gosh! Uh, so thank you for putting up with with this uh, these shenanigans. <laughs> that, uh, Busy that's day. Hey, you know you got to do what you got to do, and um, so so Robicelli's are husband and wife cupcake makers, but they are also authors. Um, I'm holding your book right now. It is beautiful. It's called Robicelli's: A Love Story with Cupcakes. Um, and it is so much more than it seems. Uh, just, you know, for anyone who hasn't read some of Allison's witty writing out there on um, on Eater and other sites, uh, this is not your Betty Crocker cooking manual. Um, it's rich with really hilarious and interesting and also really helpful banter and tips. Um, you could even say it's decadent with all of that. That's a nice word. This is a really good adjective uh, that you're using. I just came up with that. 
Wasn't that, do, do, wait, do you guys hate that word, decadent, no, when no, used with sweets? No, no, I'll use it. I'll use anything that sounds remotely sexual. Oh, um, all right, too. good, good. We're on the internet. We can do that. Because, you know, you guys ha- hate a few things. Uh, there's this funny picture of you guys just, like, scowling in the book. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You know we try to make the book, you know, the book is, is funny, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm confident in saying that. I was kind of um, you know, apprehensive of tuning my horn for it. The book is, is meant to be funny. It's like it's a third coffee table book, a third cookbook, and mm-hmm. it's a third memoir. Because at this point, we, you know, we're in business almost six years now, and, you know, it, it, it's been a long, hard road of, of getting where we are, and we've done absolutely nothing traditionally in the mm-hmm. entire history of our business. I mean, for those of you who don't know our story, we didn't start off as a bakery. We started off as a, a, um, store. a gourmet shop, and it, yeah. it was a sandwich shop in, um, in Bay Ridge. We did catering and sandwiches, and we opened up right before the stock market crash of, of 08. So we, uh, we, you know, we were there. We were married, and we have two very young kids at the time, and a, a business that's failing. And we've lost our credit. And we've lost our life savings. And we're like, well, what do we do? And we started baking, and we started baking uh, cookies and danishes and all sorts of stuff to get people in the door. And, and one of the things we were baking were cupcakes. And within four weeks, we were called uh, one of the best cupcakes in New York City. And it just really, it, it went kind of crazy off of that. But we we did not realize how. Bananas people were over cupcakes. I mean, we'd seen cupcake shops, so we had we were kind of oblivious to this whole craze right. thing. Um, you know, I'd been mostly in savory, and, and Matt was running gourmet shops, and we could not believe how how insane the response would be. Yeah, um, you guys, you guys found your calling, and I, I love how you find so much humor in the twisted and convoluted and sometimes really turmoil-ridden paths that it took. And and, and I love. The, 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 the yeah. first essay I wrote in the book, or one of the first essays I wrote, was actually—it's actually the final essay in the book. It's about—it's um, about having a nervous breakdown around Christmas time, and at the point, like my my agent and I had been discussing the type of book we wanted to write, and I really wasn't sure what we were going to be able to get away with, as far as you know. I mean, it's a cookbook, but it's also a memoir, and it's it's different, and it doesn't like sugarcoat the industry at all. I mean, you know, we're so used to seeing chefs or like quote unquote artisans on TV, you know, like drinking champagne in the Hamptons or, and it's, it's not, I mean, like, you know, right now Matt and I are doing this interview from the side of the road in the same Honda Civic we built our business in. We're still driving the same crappy car. Oh my gosh. um, So, So this is the way you wanted, you envisioned for the book. You're saying, yeah. Well, like, we, really? you know, we started. I was trying to see where it went, and I, I wrote this essay, and it was it was a tough essay to write. It's actually about one of the, the worst moments of my my <laughs> well, life, yeah. and uh, you know, it was not funny living through it. But I got a really good story out of it, and then when I you know I started talking about it and, and what it meant to me, and I, I found the humor in it, and it, it kind of came together. We, we've gotten so many letters over the past five years about the frank honesty we've shown mm-hmm. on on Twitter and the blog, and you know, they're they're from people who are in the industry. I've gotten letters from bakeries all over the world. I mean, I, I've gotten letters from the Philippines and Australia, and I've gotten letters just from, from working moms who were like, you know, thank you, because I'm going through the same thing right now, where my husband just lost his job, and we're really working hard to right. get by, and I'm baking cupcakes out of my kitchen in, you know, some small town, just trying to make enough money to put food on the table, and I'm just seeing you and it's amazing when I'm like reading letters like this. I mean, I got, I would pull one up. I just got one a few days ago, and uh, I read letters like this, and then it, then I'll go on a blog or a food magazine, and some you know 26 year old editorial intern will be like, "Oh, cupcakes are over. The new craze is artisan donut holes." Oh, and I'm like, you know, yeah. there's there's such palpability in in 
just it, I didn't I did not realize this before I went into it. I did not right. realize how how much this industry resonates, you know, through small businesses and, and through households across the world. Yeah, isn't it amazing that you can um, like have this really personal connection through something like cupcakes that you know these people are really identifying with you and um, and now through the recipes, like I see the I see like them come to life really because they're all unique. And they have a story behind them for for why they came together. Um, I mean, it kind of you know. I mean, metal great. It, it sort of like invite revitalized our marriage. Put it hold on. What are you looking at? You want you can't hear me because I can't, oh, go, I can't hear. So, so, so go, go into that shoe store and do the interview in the shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the glamour that we put into the into the book. We can talk about shoes when, too. When my husband is going into a closeout connection on Thirteenth Avenue. What what girl? What girl doesn't like to talk about shoes? Okay, maybe me. Um, uh, yeah. So I mean, but but seriously, guys. I mean, this what this was this was your calling because the cupcakes. I actually met you guys um, for the first time at a really long ago Brooklyn Kitchen cupcake cook-off. And you for some reason, like four or five weeks after we started making, cupcakes. yeah, yeah, and and I was stationed next to you guys, and that's when I realized that I was like, wow, this this competition really got really sophisticated, and I don't know what's going on. No, you guys made your um, Dolce de Leche cupcake. I, I don't remember. No, we, 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 that, we came in like second, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. She did the one with the, the mochi balls on it, which I, I really like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I put tapioca bubbles on green tea cupcakes. It was. Not that good, though. It sounded okay, I, but, yeah. I liked them. I Thank ate, you. like, five of them. <laughs> so, okay, random quick question. What, in your opinion, makes something artisanal? 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 I don't, I know. don't even, I, I don't even know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even think we were artisanal until people started calling us artisanal. Like, we were never, I mean, it's just, it's kind of our job, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, Matt, you want to you wanna say something about this? I, I mean, I don't really, I don't even know. I, I, I'm just trying to make stuff that I would enjoy as a person. I'm not really considering ourselves a right. panel, but I mean. So it's this word that gets just thrown around a lot. It's just, yeah, well, it does. Know. I mean, I'm just trying to make things taste good. Right. Yeah, we we kind of got lumped into this whole Brooklyn food scene, which, you know, I mean, I'm appreciative of it, but there was never, you know, I guess we've been around before the food scene exploded, or right. we, we came out around the same time, and for us it was... We just wanted to do things the right way, and the way that I used to see, like, old mom-and-pop businesses in my neighborhood do it. You know, like, you know, your butcher used to grind your meat fresh every day, right, and your right. bakery used to make That's... stuff the, the, the long way. Right. So Matt and I had classical training, and we came from restaurants where we were still taught to do that, and it was never... There was never any philosophy going into this. It was just like, oh, this sounds good. Let's make this. That's the best um, way you can make it, in your opinion. Like, that was yeah, the right was never, way. And, you know, it was never, there was never anything really gimmicky or silly or, or fanciful about it. And, you know, I mean, and I think that was kind or of... showy, yeah. It, it, it was kind of fun about the fact that, like, we've always kind of been in on the joke about how ridiculous cupcakes are, but that's what I love about them. Like, it's an impossible thing to take too seriously. And there are foods out there that have gotten to the point where they're taking themselves a little bit too seriously. Like, I don't need to think this much about, like, mayo or hot sauce or something. I mean, because it's a condiment. Um, like, yeah. he's like, okay, guys, like, we're just here to have fun. You know, it's a piece of cake. Everybody likes cake. You know, sit down, enjoy it, laugh a little bit, you know, stop overthinking it. And I think it's possibly, I, I mean, does anybody else see how funny this is that we're well, really overthinking the silly Well, you live Earth? with it day in and day out. And I, I mean, it's, 
you're really modest about this because like I look at your recipes and like, for instance, I'm looking at the Noah right now and that's bourbon brown butter sauce on it. Okay. Apple cake with actual apples, uh, goat cheese, buttercream, and then roasted candied bacon. I mean, there's all these different components and I know you guys are trained as, as really great chefs, but like, I, I just love the fact that there's so many real ingredients in something that is usually this like kind of fluorescent looking, uh, Horrible, really artificial thing. So that was, that was a Matt creation. I remember yeah. Matt calls me and he's like, "This is I'm making this up." And I was like, "That sounds so good." I'm like, "What? what are you, why are you doing that?" And he goes, "Well, that's what's in the fridge." And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I don't like throwing things out. This one. This one sounds perfect for right now. The pumpkin spice latte, and you know, has pumpkin in the cake, like you know, like a like a canned or a fresh roasted pumpkin espresso latte buttercream. Yes, uh, false. I don't, I don't think even Matt or I know how to make fake things. I mm, mean, yeah, I've always just worked the hard way, and I've never been like, oh, I'm going to make something banana flavored. I'm going to get banana extract. Banana extract doesn't taste like bananas. I don't even know what that what that flavor is. Neither so, is 99 bananas. What is, I didn't even know that, that there was banana extract because it's oh, like you can just yeah. mash it because it works because it adds a nice, I don't know. It's also I great for using old bananas. When we're in a world where bananas are too expensive for people to be making cupcakes out of, you know, right. you know <laughs> Matt and I, our profit margins have always been less than like some big mass-produced bakery. I mean, you, there are bakeries out there whose cupcakes probably cost them about 9 to 15 cents to make. Um, and Matt and I are, are much significantly higher and it's okay. I mean, I'm like, I'd rather make a little less money and make a product that I'm proud of. And I would you know, I mean, rather eat something in a small quantity and that's really good, you know. But that, that's with all our stuff, like our brownies. I mean, uh, I've had many people say our brownies are the best in New York City because they're mostly made out of melted butter and chocolate instead mm-hmm. of, you know, sugar and, and flour and fillers and stuff. Example and yeah, gum. it costs more to make, but it's awesome. And if you're going to have one brownie, it should be a brownie that like makes your eyes roll in the back of your head. Well, another, I, I actually learned a lot reading through this and laughing along the way. Like, I, I, I've tried um, cooking down beer to a reduction sauce or something like that. And then I realized that uh, Matt had this tip about adding a little drop of oil to the Guinness while, so it doesn't foam like crazy, which is a problem I've, I, just, I always had. And, yeah, that makes so much sense. Or, yeah, I love how you um, really uh, make a little glossary here of different butter types, like whipped butter, cultured European butter, clarified butter, and shit that's not actually butter, and a, a nice little <laughs> There's tirade. There's a lot of cursing in the book. That's yeah. not actually even like that's a quote. I think that the F word is in the book like 97 times or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe like ni- like. Half the stuff that's in this book, I can't believe it didn't get cut. I am so proud of my editor Aww. for being like, yeah, we do need a book. We need a joke about butthole bleaching. And, uh, <laughs> oh I wanted God. to say asshole bleaching, but then I thought that was going too far, so I dialed it back to butthole bleaching, and I thought, well, what? alliteration, so it kind of works. And she left that, that joke in, so I, I was proud of that. I'm so glad your vision came came to fruition <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot wait for my, like, my dad is reading this book right now. He's like, you are so fucked up. I'm like, thank you. He's on page, like, four, though. You want, well, if, if, if my dad's saying that on, like, page four. Right, hey, it's dense reading, like I said. You know, it's rich. You gotta, or maybe it's fluffy. I, this is getting late. Well, my jokes here. Well, and, okay. You so, know, Matt and I, I got those tips. Matt and I, you know, we, we've been in this business, like, God, it feels like forever. And, uh... 
you know, I wanted it to be a good book. I wanted to write a really serious taking book. I mean, half the reason Matt and I do this is because we like the science and we like the, the nerdy stuff behind it, and we love trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um, our kitchen is very much like a mad scientist lab. Like, we're, oh, we, we develop... Matt, how many recipes do you think we've developed in our marriage? Like, not just the business, like, in our marriage. Close to a thousand. Thousand, yeah. yeah, probably more than that. I mean, you know, Matt and I we talk about recipes all the time. I mean, we just we did that handball thing. We were, we were like five recipes for handballs yesterday, just talking about it. So we we keep acquiring all this knowledge, and and I love books that teach me something. But at the same time, I wanted to write something fun. You know, like right. Harold McGee. As much as I love him, the average person who's not a loser like yeah. that is not going to curl up at night and read that. Yeah. Um, it's so unique. I it's a something that, gender. You know, the average person gender? would be like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" Or oh, "This looks fun. Like, let's do this." And then, in the, like, while you're reading, go, "Oh, I didn't know that." Or, "Oh, this yeah. is interesting." It's a real genre binding or crossing book. So, um, yeah, kudos to that. And I, I know, I hate to put you guys on hold, but we're gonna come back after a quick little um, commercial and musical interlude. Be right back. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. <laughs> ManyKitchens.com, you can enjoy decadent caramel brownies, hand-picked teas, and fair trade coffee, oven-roasted chicken pot pies, and so much more. Whether you're planning a dinner party, sending a gift, or just want to try something new and delicious, Many Kitchens offers something for everyone. Help support small batch producers while you discover the best in artisanal foods from across the nation at ManyKitchens.com. Many Kitchens, the one-stop shop for all things foodie. Well, I just really want to thank you, of you. Yeah, girl, you did something to me. Woo, you woke me up into a dream. So sweet. All right, we're back chatting with Matt and Allison Robicelli about their new cupcake uh, cookbook, Robicelli's A Love Story with Cupcakes. And um, I'm on the line with them. They're somewhere in Brooklyn, stuck in traffic. Thank you so much for being here again. <laughs> Thank you. And if I may Matt, get Matt, a... are you still there? Matt? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Okay. I'm actually okay, buying I tupperware at the moment. The awesome. Yeah, double <laughs> or uh, multitasking. Um, so uh, tell me a little sneak peek. You got a storefront coming up or... Was that in the works? Yep. Matt, yes, Matt you know, uh, because I talk all the time. Hopefully in about three weeks. As, as <laughs> for, hopefully. As, mm-hmm. uh, as cool. Long as got Soft um, opening. We will Hopeful be opening. opening a storefront in Bay Ridge. Awesome. Is yeah, this we've been... Um, expanding our wholesale department and uh, also uh, 
We're going to so we've been, we've been planning this the, for a long time. Like we've been waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the last door closed was it four, what, Matt, was it four years ago? About four years ago. The sandwich shop. Yeah, r- the sandwich the shop. Mm-hmm. The gourmet store. Yeah, and and we we we. Uh, we're at the Cal Market for a while while that was open, mm-hmm. and that was sort of like kind of testing. For us, I was sort of dipping our toes in everything. I yeah. mean, we weren't ready to open up a full-time, seven-day-a-week production bakery. Our kids are, like, they were super young. When the first store opened, one was six weeks old, and the other one was 18 months old, and I literally had, like, two kids on my hips, like, sometimes bringing up customers. It was, it was tough. Oh, no. Oh, and, yeah. um I mean, in, in the beginnings of this business, like, when we started the wholesale company, I mean, they'd be in the back seat, you know, and we'd be driving all over Brooklyn and up to Williamsburg and into Manhattan making deliveries, and they, they would sit there for three, four hours in the back seat of the car. And I'd be like, Mommy, there's a plug. Can, can we get out? And I'm like, no, damn it. We need to for cupcakes and, and whoopie pies. And then I'd be crying, and they couldn't see me. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, after that, we did a lot of long-term holiday markets, and we were thinking yeah. about being at the store about two years ago, and, and it was just... It was such a rep for them, and it was, you know, we sat down and we talked about. It. We're like, you know, we can we can wait, we can wait. I mean, this isn't a marathon. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon, yeah. and we really wanted to be there for our kids. It, it has would be to different work if within we had partners, your, you know. Yeah, schedule. So, so now, uh, Toby just started kindergarten in September, mm. and Atticus is in first grade. And then I was like, okay, let's go. And we're like, <laughs> we went to school, and like two weeks later, we signed a lease on a blaze. <laughs> Um, nice job. And the kids are excited. You know, they've been there. Uh, Atticus is, like, helping paint. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, the full bakery, open kitchen, so people can come and, and watch us. Uh, we wanted it to be in Bay Ridge. We were looking at a, a lot of different neighborhoods. And, and you and, guys, both you and Matt, grew up there, right, in Bay Ridge? Yeah, we, we grew up there. Uh, my whole family's there. We still live there as we're raising our kids. And, you know, we we had spoken a lot about trying other neighborhoods because we'd done the thing in Bay Ridge before and it, and it hadn't worked and mm-hmm. it was five years ago and our philosophy has always sort of been to like kind of cook for the little guy and I was like it would be sort of hypocritical if you know we talk about that all the time and then we go open up a shop like on the Lower East Side because the last thing the Lower East Side needs is another damn bakery you know Yeah. so I'm like you know why don't we bring really good desserts back to Bay Ridge. I mean, we're expanding our wholesale department still. That's still our, our primary business. But mm-hmm. now people can come in and watch and see, oh, wait, pie dough doesn't come from a big bucket of palm oil mixed with flour. It comes <laughs> from butter and hands and technique. Awesome. And like, you know, scones love don't come out of kitchen. a can. That is so cool, guys. Congratulations on that big yeah, milestone. So, and, and I hope you come and visit us. We should be open by Thanksgiving. Yay. And uh yeah, it's, it'll it'll be fun. We get Stumptown coffee and and good food and cookies and pies and coffee. Why are you looking at me? Perfect. Damn it! I hope you guys didn't hear that. And now I'm looking at me right now. Oh wait, are you guys gonna, gonna bring in the car? Are you guys gonna have sandwiches again, or is that like whoa? Been there, done that. Can't think about that anymore. I would love. Oh, we're thinking about it. It'll be okay. more of a surprise if we do. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, I, I, I think that I don't doubt that one day, Matt, and I will probably open up a sandwich shop again. I think that was like we made some really, really good sandwiches. Um, but I, right now, it's one step at a time. I mean, we've been. It, it's funny people call us a cupcake company, even though we've never only made cupcakes. We've always made other products. So, yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot of stuff that really needs to be made daily that we haven't been able to do, like our, our apple cider donuts. When we had the old store. We used to have lines outside the door before for we opened up for donuts? the apple cider yeah, donuts. I think so. so. Those are going to come back. Um, 
fresh baked scones and muffins and stuff every morning, uh, all our cookies, our, our pies, our quiches. And again, I mean, it's sort of like uh, we're kind of like mad scientists together. Yeah. We're always, you know, pushing each other or we're very ingredient focused. So we'll like find something in an ethnic market and go, okay, what do we do with this? And since we're the bosses, we don't have to like say no. We could really do whatever we want. So there's going to be a lot of stuff there that'll be just us experimenting and then putting out there and going, okay, hey, look, we made a, a date nut molasses oh, cheesecake. Fun. Mad experiments. You know, you know I- Random question number two. Uh, I'm looking at all these pizzas at Roberta's. Is it dumb to do a savory idea for a cupcake? Would that not be a cupcake? You know, we, have, we did the buffalo chicken one. That was Matt's <laughs> idea. Wow. Um, okay. And that was, it was kind of, it was weird. It was really <laughs> weird, but I liked it. You know, and it's, it's, it's incredibly popular. Um, a little sweet. It couldn't be too savory. I, I mean, I'll, I will bring up that uh, my my uncle Jim did uh, bring up the fact that he was, well, you know, since you guys made handballs yesterday, you guys can make a handball cupcake, and I'm like, probably not. <laughs> but uh, I mean, not everything can be made into a cupcake. Oh, well, you but, know. Oh, oh, wait, I see it right now. Buffalo now, chicken. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I could make a handball cupcake. No, know. no, no, we're not making a handball cupcake. That's a stupid idea. Wait a minute. This, this is what you said about chicken, uh, buffalo chicken. This buffalo chicken recipe is awesome. It's carrot and celery root-based cake, which are sweet and yummy and natural. And then you have fried chicken on top, uh, blue cheese buttercream, and buffalo sauce with yeah, a little brown not sugar. Yeah, it's just a straight buffalo sauce. It's, um, yeah, I see. it's a citrus-tinged one, and we... Uh, we brown sugar. It's not like... It's really hard to describe the cake, and I think that's the kind of cool thing about it. Like, when we made it... It took a lot of experimentation, a lot of, of work, and when we ate it, it wasn't sweet, but it wasn't savory either. And mm-hmm. you're eating it, and you're kind of like, this is good, and I know that these flavors taste good, but you're processing it weird. And it was kind of like listening to, like, Rush after a couple hours, you know, when you're, you're just like... Overthinking in some, it. You're in, like, some prog rock K-hole, and you're like, what is going on? And you're like, wow. And, and that was kind of cool. Like, I, I realized that. I'm like, you know, it, it's kind of fun, like, mind-fucky food, where you're mm. not sure what you're eating it, but mm. you do know you're enjoying it, and you're trying something in a new way. So that was mm. like, I mean, it's not an everyday cupcake. I would not suggest making it for a birthday party, but it's really I, like the people who do it, they love it. I would love to like just give that to one of my parents for their birthdays and not explain it and see what happens. It's just, you know, it's fun. And I I think it sounds good. I'm a savory person, but yeah. Anyway. I'm a, I'm a savory person too. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like acid tripping with food <laughs> or something. I, I don't so know. Like, I can't even describe it in a, in a normal context. But it's the recipe is in there, and the, uh, the buffalo chicken sauce is is really really good. It's our go to buffalo chicken sauce now for I mean because it's sweet and it's smoky and it's savory yeah. and it's really really good. Citrus. So you can make that on your own just just for fun. You don't even need to make the cupcake. Damn it, I'm gonna do it. All right. Well, um, any favorite cupcake in here that you want to wax poetic about? Um, Lorenzano. Lorenzano. I saw that. That looks great with the um, balsamic. Sauce yeah. was figs. It's a balsamic gastrique and fig. a fresh fig cake and a what's it? Goat cheese buttercream and crispy prosciutto. Crispy prosciutto. Why not? Yeah, I love that it. Was a yeah, ma- we that see was a bacon everywhere, but why not prosciutto? We we actually we have a fig tree in our backyard, and uh, half of our friends have fig trees in their backyards. And actually, at our new store, we have yeah, a fig tree in our backyard. Too. Awesome. 
Yeah, it's a it's a big Italian Greek beverage thing. <laughs> so every and the thing is with figs is one fig goes ripe on your tree, and then suddenly you have a thousand ripe figs that mm. only to be used in like two days. So once a year we get just just tons and tons and tons of figs from all our friends, and we were trying to figure out something to do with it. And this is a a mat thing where I'm like, well, this is really sweet, so let's put it with goat cheese. And Matt was Brilliant. like, well, let's put some prosciutto on. Like he's like, we've played with um, bacon. So why not prosciutto? And then it's the fig balsamic gastric. That's something that we've used in savory cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I don't think would think to use on a dessert. But, I mean, fig balsamic gastric, I mean, Matt, what else can you put that on? Like ice cream and duck? I mean, what do you put <laughs> duck on top of ice cream and put <laughs> something on it? We can get a duck prosciutto, crush that up, and put that mm. on top of ice cream and put some more We uh, should go get that right now. Okay, yeah. A duck prosciutto and ice cream. I can't, we can't get this neighborhood. Though. I can't imagine <laughs> how much fun cooking with you guys must be. I, I feel like I'm vicariously doing that. And also through the just reading the book. So, Well, that's, that's what you. I think is going to be excited about the new store, is that you are going to be able to sit there and kind of be in the kitchen with us. So Dude, you get to out. see us like... You get to see us banter, you get to see us curse each other out, and you're going to get to see us make up new things, and you're going to get to watch us fail. I mean, I talk about that a lot in the book, too, that it's okay to fail in the kitchen. I'm um, so there. Um. Well, you know, people see baking books, and they think, oh, what I make has to look like the cover. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And it's all it's technique. Fun. I mean, a recipe is great, but if you don't know the technique or what you're doing, it's not going to come out the same, and it wouldn't really say much for, for our profession if anybody could just pick up a book and do exactly what we do. So I, I really encourage people, and that encourages it too, go make mistakes. We still do. You know? Absolutely. Make lots and lots of mistakes. Thank you so much for those wise, encouraging words. Um, I, I think that's about all the time we have, but I'm really excited to go out and make a mistake soon. And also check out your store. Everyone check out Robicellis.com and their Twitter handle, Robicellis, um, to check out for updates on that. So thank you again, Allison and Matt. Thanks, Kathy. It was great to great to see uh, hear, and, hear from you again. I guess. And yeah, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>